With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Ron Uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were in but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Well, 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 it is the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. You can get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. That is your best spot to see what we are up to. Welcome to it. Thanks for joining us on... 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. And of course, you can find us on Clout Hub, whatever the hell that is. BitChute. And of course, you can find us on Arambal. I don't know why I always do the Chinese or the Asian person's accent when I do Arambal. But I do. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us also on... The YouTube, you can do that as well. We've got all sorts of things going on over there on YouTube. And uh, be sure to say hello to us on social media. I'm all over the social media. We just passed on our Jiggy Jaguar show, on our radio show um, account. We just passed. 300 subscribers, which I am very proud of that, partially because at one point I didn't even know if that account was even going to make it through the year because it has had all sorts of issues. Uh, We got nailed for, what was it, medical misinformation or some kind of nonsense. They nailed us for a bunch of stuff that they they, they, they they just nailed us. That that's that's the only thing I can say. They just nailed us. That was all it was. It was just dumb crap. And um but we managed to uh we managed to gut it out over there. And I'm very proud of the fact that we were managing we managed to gut it out. Um I recently Learn on how you can upload to TikTok, as Johnny Kim would say. <laughs> oh, TikTok. Uh, I don't know if he would say it that way, but I'm hoping that he would say it that way. And uh, you can do that via a uh, via a browser. 
apparently. They make it easy for you to upload to a browser. Unlike some of these conservative right-wing social media sites, we are on those, and holy smokes, they are incredibly difficult to navigate. Getter and some of these, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? I just, I, I don't understand it at all. I just don't. I just do not get it. However, welcome to it. It is the big broadcast. So, we are going to do this. Um, we have a guest that we are going to go to here. Uh, she is going to, or uh, he is going to join us. Uh, he is a, he is a baseball guy. I thought it was funny earlier when I talked to the great Irwin Zucker. He said, uh, do you know much about baseball? I'm like, well, I know it's as fake as a football bat or whatever. I don't know what that means. But let's go to our guest. He is going to join us here in just a few moments. And uh, we are going to get him in here. Roland Colton speaking. Roland, how are you? It's James O calling you for your radio interview. How are you, sir? I couldn't be better. How about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, actually. I'm glad that uh, we've got you with us today. We have got a fantastic guest with us today, the personable attorney-turned-author Roland Colton, and he joins us today. He is amazing, and his brand-new book is an acclaimed novel, Baseball Immortal. It's inspired by the baseball career of one of the greats, and that's Mr. Ty Cobb, and... Uh, Roland joins us today here on our big program. So tell me a little bit about your book, Baseball Immortal, my friend. Well, Baseball Immortal is uh, a result of the love affair of the game I've had since I was a young child. Uh, I always was fascinated by the Baseball Immortals, the Babe Ruth, uh, Napoleon Lajoie, Hannes Wagner, some of those names may not mean anything, but Ty Cobb perhaps will. And uh, he, to me, was just the most amazing person in the game of baseball with his uh, incredible batting skills, stealing skills, and the psychodrama that he inflicted on opposing players. Uh, so <laughs> I basically... Awesome. Uh, wrote this book uh, to celebrate uh, this fascination of, of the, what I consider the most perfect game ever created. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast talking about his latest book, Baseball Immortal. So I want to get your views on baseball in America because these, these people almost didn't have a season. <laughs> because of all sorts of shenanigans fairly recently. Uh, give, give me your thoughts on, on the current days of baseball. Well, I love the game to death, but there are things that disappoint me about uh, baseball in the modern era. I can't stand the phantom runner uh, on second base that uh, baseball has now incorporated into extra innings. To me, that is like just... 
you know, <laughs> some of these baseball immortals must be turning over in their grave. But uh, more, more importantly, uh, the game of baseball today is so much different than it was 100 years ago. Uh, you know, 100 years ago, no, no one ever called baseball boring. Today's game lasts three hours and ten minutes. The ancient game, half that time. And people were just riveted to the action because the game took place much quicker. Today, everyone's swinging from their heels trying to knock the ball out of the ballpark. And we've had a proliferation of strikeouts. And uh, we... (laughs) We have a much different game in terms of speed, in terms of skill, in terms of guile and uh, strategy. Uh, and that doesn't mean I don't love the game today, but uh, there are certainly some things I think we could do to, to improve upon it. And not to mention, as you uh, so eloquently stated, the, the issue that exists between uh, the collective bargaining uh, players union and uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, today, this year, like you said, almost didn't take place, and that would have really been a tragedy. That would have set the game back 10 or 20 years. Yes, yes. We have got a great guest with us today. Roland uh, is with us. He is amazing. Roland Colton is with us. He is an author. He is fantastic. And he joins us today here on our big program talking a little bit about his latest book, Baseball Immortal. So, um... Talk to us a little bit about why you base this book on Ty Cobb instead of some of the other names that we hear about, like Babe Ruth and some of the others. Well, I really didn't even think twice about it. Uh, You know, I had read biographies about the great players, but Ty Cobb fascinated me. And uh, as a youth, you know, he, he was almost like a god when it came to the greats of the game, but he also had this psychological element that made him much more interesting. Uh, Many people consider Ty Cobb a terrible person, uh, a psychotic murderer, uh, someone that uh, in in some books even says that he killed people and he, uh, he engaged in all kinds of terrible things. So he's developed a horrible reputation today, and part of it is a reflection of some of the books that were written, the Tommy Lee Jones movie on him. But the reality is, Cobb wasn't that bad. Uh, as a result of uh, wanting to write a book, uh, this particular book, I took a deep dive into historical records and archives and uh, spent not just hundreds, but probably a thousand hours looking at articles from the 1910, 11, 12 era when Cobb was at his supreme uh, best, and he was a god on the world. He was not viewed as the reprobate that he is seen today. But with Cobb uh, and someone who might, who claims to be Cobb, I have to make it very clear that this book does not, at, uh, certainly in, the, in book one, just. Uh, <laughs> determine whether we are dealing actually with Ty Cobb or someone who uh, claims to be him after a terrible accident occurred. And uh, I can get into that in a little more detail. But I wanted uh, someone that would would have the dimensions that Cobb has as a person. The He was troubled in many respects. He had a hair-triggered uh, uh, temper. But uh, he also engaged in 
the most clever and uh, and, and uh, amazing uh, strategic warfare on the base paths and in and in dealing with other players. I mean, some of the things that Cobb did on the field of play, if they happened today, people wouldn't believe it. For one very quick example, he told the pitcher once he's on first base, I'm going to run, I'm going to steal second on the next pitch. Pitcher didn't believe him. He stole second. He tells the <laughs> pitcher on awesome. the next pitch, I'm going to slide third. And the pitcher says, you know, come on, he's not going to do it again. Sure enough, Cobb does, and he makes it successfully. Now, that would be quite a story. But if if it were not true what happened next, it would minimize what is one of the most incredible uh, things that ever happened. And that was he told the pitcher on the very next pitch, I'm going home. And lo and behold, he did. The pitcher threw the ball a little bit fast. It dumped. Uh, uh, it hit the dirt in front That's of the amazing. catcher, and Cobb slid in safely. Now, I didn't really believe that it happened because so much of what happens with Cobb is apocrypha that you know people have kind of manufactured these myths over the years. But when I took a deep dive into the game itself, looked at the articles that were written the following day, I discovered to my shock, it did happen, just as it was has been related amazing we have got a great guest with us today he joins us live here on our big broadcast it's coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio today and also amfm247.com tune in itunes and you can find us each and every day over there at jiggyjaguar.com so uh what are some of your goals for this book well, uh, this is the, the one that's uh, come out so far is the first book in a trilogy. So, uh, you know, I'll tell readers right now, or listeners, that the first book ends on a cliffhanger. And, uh, and you'll want to read book two and then certainly book three in this uh, event. But I, I, there are some, several things I would love to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, see happen as a result of the book. One is... I'd like to see some dialogue uh, among baseball fans and about, among even uh, owners of the game about uh, some things that could be done, I think, to improve the game. It's become too much of a, uh, a pitcher's game in many respects. We have either strikeout or home runs. And, and uh, one of the characters in the book is a journalist named Savannah Kane. By the way, she's breathtakingly beautiful, um, at least in my mind, and, and described in the book. And... Uh, she uh, is a, another very important character who, whose uh, career path changes dramatically as a result of her um, uh, intervention with Ty Cobb. She basically uh, saves him from uh, a, a mad uh, psychiatrist who uh, assumes that this gentleman is suffering from delusions of grandeur. Well, Savannah Kane, the journalist, um, eventually catapults to the national stage as a broadcaster on ESPN and make some recommendations for the game, which I would love to see inserted. And one of them is to move back the pitching mound about three inches to be concentric between first and uh, second, or home and second base and first and third. I'm a pitcher myself. I mean, not anymore, but I pitched in, High school and college had a scholarship, played Division One, 
And then uh, in my late 30s, had a second career in the semi-league uh, pro, pro leagues in uh, California. So I, I pitched a couple hundred innings when I was 39 and 40 years old. Uh, so I love the game, but the pitchers are all throwing 100 miles an hour these days. And uh, the strikeouts are too much. There needs to be the ball in play more often. So there's some ideas that I've put in my book that I would love to see implemented. Now, that's a very secondary purpose. I, I wrote the book for the love of the game. I Believe me, I would love to see someone take this up and make a, a movie or a miniseries out of it, just because this book is filled with action on the scene of play. Unlike a lot of uh, baseball fiction, which has very little action on the field and, and a lot of other, you know, character development, et cetera, et cetera. But if you want to have, see things that you have never imagined take place on the field of play, read this book. That's awesome. We have You'll got have a, the right of your life. <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us here on our big broadcast. Roland Colton is with us. He is amazing. And you're joining us 18 minutes after the hour on the big broadcast. So this book, incredibly well written. What's been some feedback you've gotten on this book so far? Well, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, during COVID, I approached Major League Baseball about doing a daily serial of this book on their website. To my delight and, and somewhat shock, they agreed to do it. So we serialized book one on Major League Baseball's website from June 1st, 2020 until the end of August. We had about 77 episodes, which encompassed the entire first book of the trilogy. And I got a lot of feedback. We had about 35,000 people who downloaded the episodes and uh, a tremendous amount of uh, emails or uh, responses from fans uh, saying, uh, many of them saying, we, I can't wait to, for midnight, 12.01, to get the next episode on the book. And, uh, or I love listening to the, uh, the version as I'm, uh, as I'm reading the book. Uh, I also did an, uh, an author's uh, audio of the book as well. So essentially, the, the COVID experience provided me with a tremendous amount of feedback and the feedback was fantastic uh the fans are anxiously awaiting uh, book two and book three but those who haven't read book one um hopefully will be become as enthralled as uh, a lot of the others who have corresponded with me about uh, the story that's awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. Roland Colton is with us. Baseball Immortal is the latest from him. He joins us here on our big broadcast. And uh, this book, incredibly well written. You've put a lot of time and effort into this book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? Well, I, I would like readers to uh, enjoy the ride, to uh, basically see how baseball was played a hundred years ago and compare it with the present time. The first five or six chapters take place in 1911. And we're talking about a game that has disappeared off the face of the earth. I mean, uh, l let me give you an idea what a game was like back then. There were fans standing in the center left and right field uh, of the of the uh, stadium itself, inside the game, in the field. Uh, they were held at bay by mounted policemen 
who were on horseback and having to cause the uh, the fans to not infringe upon the field of play. Uh, and, and, and back in that day, one ball was used the entire game. So you can imagine that the ball would start getting a little bit dirty. Uh, it, pitchers threw spitballs. They would, you know, spit on the ball. They would cover with embry. Where they would cover with all kinds of foreign substances. The ball was darting and moving all over the place. Uh, players would be screaming and yelling at each other on on the base paths. I mean, today it's gentlemanly. You you hardly hear anything. But back then, it was uh, it was a zoo, and you had fans who were almost on top of the players, and often the fans would line up almost on the foul lines if you had an overflow uh, game. Uh, so th- this was an experience far from anything you could imagine. Even in, in the Detroit, where the uh, some of the opening scenes take place in the stadium, there were across this left field fence. Uh, the street. There were homes where they had erected wildcat bleachers on top of the roof of the home. These fans were not supervised or monitored because the stadium didn't have control over them, despite litigation efforts to do so. People were throwing tomatoes, cans at, at players if they didn't like what was going on. I mean, this was an experience that you would just have to imagine. So I try to recreate that in the opening chapter of the book, and I uh, comment about a game where the Detroit Tigers are on the losing end of a game, 13-1 to in the middle of the game, and Ty Cobb shows up center stage, and I won't tell you what happens, but it's one of the most thrilling uh, events that ever occurred on any sports spectacle. So soon after that, we go to the present day, and... Uh, we see the difference between course today's game and the and the game from before, but uh, the 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 story really centers on whether this man who wakes up in a Georgia hospital after a terrible accident in the present day is who he claims to be. He claims to be the legendary Ty Cobb, resurrected a hundred years later. But there's also a college superstar who has disappeared from the face of the earth, named Chase Ripley. So the reader doesn't know if this other poor soul, because of the brain injury he sustained in the accident, is actually Ripley, or if somehow, mystically, uh, Ty Cobb has been transported into the future. So we have a lot of fun with Cobb on the playing field. There's even a scene, it's not in book one and book two, where Cobb comes to the plate and puts a blindfold on before batting. So I won't tell you how that happens, but uh, this is just one of many examples that occur in this game. And one of the things I strive for is realism. I am a baseball addict when it comes to realism, statistics, and making sure that everything makes sense. So the readers are not going to be thrust into some imaginary baseball world that could never exist. They'll be thrust into the major leagues today. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. This book, Baseball Immortal, Roland Colton, he joins us today. This book is phenomenal. So where do you uh where where where, where do you see this going? Or are are you planning on, you know, maybe trying to turn this into a in into a movie or a TV show or anything like that? You know, I am. I, I think this would be a phenomenal miniseries. Uh as you 
if your follow your your listeners are followers of the game, there are few films that really portray baseball the way it should be. There's a few that did a good job. I left Kevin Costner's for the love of the game where he pitches. He actually looks like a major league pitcher. Uh, in my in my imaginary miniseries, we're going to have this game take place in almost every National League stadium in the country. And there are going to be events and scenes that will transport fold on the field of play that will just blow people's minds. Uh, and a lot of it will have to do with this gentleman in the book who claims he's Ty Cobb reincarnate. So a miniseries would be something that I would love to see happen. Uh, I think uh, the storyline uh, lends itself uh, to uh, the big screen. Uh, it would be quite an ambitious production, but uh, to be able to actually uh, see these events tra- uh, fold on, on, on the screen uh, that take place on the field of play, along with uh, the, some of the underlying stories we have, as I mentioned, Savannah Kane and, and becomes very closely involved with Ty Cobb. And, and things occur that uh, are unprecedented. Ty Cobb even makes a run, uh, as you'll see in, in, in book two, at uh, one of the most heralded baseball records of all time, the Joe DiMaggio 56-game hitting streak. So there are, there are a lot of great events that take place uh, that I think would be just absolutely fantastic, uh, shown on either a miniseries or, or probably take more than one movie. We'd have to do one for each book at least. But uh, it would be, a, uh, I think, a great thing. I think baseball fans would just uh, be thrilled to death to, to see some of the scenes that have been uh, set forth in this book, you know, actually filmed on the live screen. Well, I'll tell you, it is a uh, fantastic, fantastic book. Uh, you've put a lot of time and effort into this book. Uh, where where do you see your writing going? Um, are, are, are you going to do more of these baseball-type books, or are you going to focus on another area? What, what, what are you doing with your writing? Well, I have to, uh, you know, Baseball Immortal is my second book. The first book I wrote is called Forever Gentleman. It's completely different in every way imaginable. It's a historical novel that takes place in uh, England in the 19th century. And it, uh, it's a story of uh, rags to riches, uh, 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 mirrors and, and, and incredible twists and turns. Uh, involving a gentleman who is a, a great pianist. By the way, not only a baseball fanatic and trial lawyer, but I'm a concert pianist. So a lot of my passions in life also flow into that book. And that book uh, uh, was was uh, <clears throat> critically acclaimed. We even created a D version where you can listen to the music that's performed in the book. Uh, but what I'm presently <clears throat> working on, I have another book that uh, will come out probably next year, it's called Death's Illusion. It's a mystery that takes place in the present era. I also have another sports novel uh, in the works that will probably come out the following year that encompasses uh, basketball, which I love as well, but uh, also baseball and uh, has some great scenes in it. One other thing I want to mention, that uh, there, there are some other sporting uh, uh, kernels in this book that will delight readers of other sports. Uh, I mentioned basketball. We have some encounters in 
the golfing and tennis world as well. They're uh, they're very very secondary and they're brief, but uh, I think readers will delight to, to see that there's there's more than just baseball in this. And I think this book is one that will appeal not just to sports fans, but I think it will appeal to the general public because. Uh, of the mystery, the drama, the intrigue, uh, the the time travel element that exists. Uh, all these things, I think, will make it a, a really thrilling read. We've had some great reviews from Kirkus, Midwest, uh, that uh, uh, they're not easy to get a, a review of this caliber, five-star reviews, but uh, uh, look forward to uh, uh, more writing and uh, really enjoy the process itself. Fantastic. Well, before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you online, get the book, follow you on social media, all that? Yes, uh, thank you for that. The, I have a website, my name, RolandColton.com. Roland is R-O-L-A-N-D, Colton, C-O-L-T-O-N. Uh, you can uh, purchase the books directly there through links. Uh, the book is available on Amazon obviously. And if you put in my name, Roland Colton, Amazon or Baseball Immortal Amazon, you'll uh, be able to find either the Kindle or the uh, hard copy version. We also have an audio version, which will be coming out in about uh, probably two weeks that will be available on Amazon. Um, We've priced it at uh, at a budget that hopefully everyone can afford and uh, look forward to... uh, uh, some of your members of your audience hopefully picking up the book and uh, sharing their thoughts as well. They'll have an opportunity when they when they read the book to uh, write to me directly at, at uh, one of my email addresses if they have any comments or, or thoughts about the book, and obviously I would love to hear from them. Well, I'll tell you, I have already... Uh, I, have, I sent you an email as well as uh, the man that got us together today, Mr. Erwin Zucker. Um, just talking to you, you would make a perfect guest to talk to one of my good friends, Vince Russo, who is a huge, huge baseball fan. And um, I, I already put you guys in touch. Um, I, I, I've gotten you Vince's uh, email. I encourage you to reach out to him because I think you guys would get along swimmingly. He is a huge baseball mark. And uh, I think you, you, you guys you guys could talk for, for hours about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vince, if you're not listening, I look forward to talking with you. I love nothing more than to share stories from my youth, uh, from some of the highlights uh, as a spectator as well as a player. And uh, I have so much fun when I, when I connect with people that uh, have a, a similar love affair with the game as, as yes, myself. Yes, because I, I, I'll tell you. You guys would be great. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll let Irwin or you reach out to Vince, and I'm sure Vince will reach out to you guys, and you guys will put something together. But uh, thank you for doing this. This has been an honor and a privilege, and I look forward to uh, chatting with you soon. I would love to have you back and talk about your other books as well. James, it would be my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your program. It's been a real honor. Definitely. Look forward to talking to you again. Definitely. Well, have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. There he goes. Roland Colton, he is the author of Baseball Immortal. And we are going to take a timeout. When we come back, we will be chatting. 
with our next guest. They are going to call us. I believe they're going to give us a holla holla on the uh, on the old internets. We'll be back in the you need to go help these folks. Go over to sportfunder.com. Search. Be part of the journey to the podium. That's right. The Daring Jet Team at sportfunder.com slash D-A-R-I-N-G-J-E-T-T-E-A-M. That's right. Give some of your hot money today because the Daring Jet Team is one of the six Jet One Cup World Championship competing fighter jet teams. The Jet One Cup is a modern gladiatorial contest where contestants engage in aerial skirmishes in the first ever fighter jet air-to-air combat competition. Six teams of two fighter jets, two ground computer gamers, weapon simulation operators, and eight pit crew members. A spot that merges the audiences of Formula One and eSports for a completely new adrenaline-fueled form of entertainment. Go over and help these folks today. They need your help. Go over to Sport Thunder.com slash Daring Jet Team. That's D A R I N G J E T T E A M. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give us some of your hot or money right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. We have got a brand new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to give them some of your hot or money. Over there at E-Luggage Luxury Shipping Services. They take your luggage to your destination, so you don't have to. This is absolutely amazing. Carlton Chandler with us today. The project team has not yet produced a working demo, but they do have a concept. Their ability to successfully produce a prototype may be affected by product development or financial challenges. Check it out today. These folks really need some of your hard-earned money. Over there at Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search the letter E, luggage, luxury shipping services, and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia, worldwide, give them some of your harder money right now. A tremendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. A brand new project about a novel about an American football. What if it were banned? And the consequences of that to everyone from your average fan to teenagers who had no outlet in a sport like football. Go check it out today. It's the last huddle. What if the biggest sport in the land was banished? What would happen? Steve Moran on this one. It is a fantastic book. Check out The Last Huddle. It is on Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Give me some of your harder money. Search for The Last Huddle. Let's make this happen today. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Check it out today. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. 
Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live. We are live coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio today. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Thanks for tuning into the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast live video on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. From the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas, we appreciate you for joining us here on our big program. We are about 38 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us. Our archived audio is available on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. Live as live can get each and every afternoon. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 PM Mountain Standard. And of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and radio loyalty. And our own app is available on both the app stores, iPod and Google Play. On-demand podcasts are on iHeartRadio. Live videos on Clout Hub, BitChute, Rumble, Facebook, TikTok. And, of course, the YouTube. And, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, including iHeartRadio. We've got great friends at KFRK in Denver as well and broadcasting on Roku via the AM FM. 24-7 network each and every week. And the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous friends. As you can see, if you're watching us on... Our television side, if you're getting us on the radio, we want to tell you about a brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Elvin Soto is with us. He's an up-and-coming director and film student that is looking for ways to create some animal cruelty awareness through his documentary film called Sasha. He created the crowdfunding page on Kickstarter. It is available It is fantastic. It is just an amazing, amazing piece of business. Go over to kickstarter.com. Search Sasha, an Elvin Soto documentary. It is an amazing piece of business. He created the crowdfunding page on Kickstarter and hopes to get people to finish up the project. But due to the Texas winter storm, the COVID, and the death of the star, they couldn't finish the project. But they believe with some help they can finish it. In the midst of the pandemic, memories are shared and friendship is put to test. A story about how a rescue dog ends up rescuing her owner. Side note, Sasha, the dog of the story, was found buried alive with her brothers and sisters and was later introduced to a woman that has been going through some hardships in life. And May 20th is National Rescue Dog Day. And they feel they want to make an impact. So give them some of your hard-earned money, as they say, over there on Kickstarter. They want to present to the audience with the message that you can open your eyes and you can open your hearts and mistreated animals, a.k.a. the voiceless. Go over to kickstarter.com right now. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. 
Search Sasha, an Elvin Soto documentary. And tell him you heard about it here. Transmedia. Worldwide. Give him some of your hot money right now. So, we are supposed to be talking to Dean Ferrelli here in just a few moments. And I'm going to call the Dean and get him on with us. And uh, we are going to see if we can get Dean Ferrelli so we're going to see what happens here. We went long with the baseball immortal author, so hopefully Dean Varelli is with us. If not, I guess we'll move on to a pre-tape. So. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic I think we're going to a pre-tape. 202302599994 is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Dean Ferrelli, it is James Lowe giving you a call for your radio interview. My number is 620-402-0878. I look forward to having you on the broadcast and have yourself a pleasant tomorrow. So, we are going to go to John O'Connor, a pre-tape we did last week with our good friend John O'Connor. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Show on the network. Yes, indeed. We are back live here on our big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are border to border. We are on iHeartRadio today, amfm247.com. Find us on TuneIn. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world, including... KFRK in Denver. Jig Man Freud is available on Clout Hub, Rumble, on Facebook, YouTube, BitChute, the YouTube, all these places. And I am terribly, terribly excited. I shouldn't say terribly excited. I'm just halfway excited. To be chatting with John O'Connor here in just a few moments. So let's go to Johnny Boy. They confirmed a uh, confirmed a Supreme Court and I believe we might have John O'Connor with us. John, how are you, sir? I believe you do have me. <laughs> so, John, today they have uh, finally confirmed this uh, Supreme Court nominee. What What do you think about all this? That this 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 was not this was not going to be a big, you know. Oh my God, they might not confirm her. <laughs> no, I think from the very beginning, Jiggy. They were uh, considering that they would put up a, an objection to her, and you know, for purposes of the uh, the, the political landscape, they would sort of demonstrate that this is a very far left liberal person. But you and I discussed this. She's got all the qualifications. So, okay, so she's far left. If you're in the middle of the, we have made contact with Dean. 
finale. So we are going to do this. We are going to go to the great Dean Finale. We're going to call him on the old Skip Skype. We'll call him back here on the old Skip Skype. The old Skype Rooney, as they say. And I believe we may have him here in a few seconds. Dean? Hello? Dean, how are you, sir? Doing well. Uh, So you have got an incredible background here. Before we get into your latest project, tell me a little bit about yourself, my friend, because you are amazing. Oh, thank you for that. Well, I'm a uh, attorney in Washington D.C. Uh, at Cooley LLP. It's a, uh, a general practice international law firm. We focus in life science and tech, and I do uh, primarily. I work with emerging growth companies um, to kind of get them, you know, asset protection as an IP attorney, patents particularly, uh, help them with FDA regulatory. And you know all types of agreements, and ultimately to commercialize products. I also have a uh, managing partner at Linden Lake Venture Capital. Uh, it's a uh, basically a vehicle we use to invest in new startup companies. Uh, one of which, Exerna, is developing a new kind of next generation uh, lipid nanoparticles, which are the delivery systems for the mRNA vaccines. That's awesome. That's generally what I've been working on. That's fantastic. So there is a big story here. The FDA is putting strict limits on Johnson and Johnson and the COVID nineteen vaccine. Um, one of the things that I find, in a roundabout way, a little funny about all this is that there was all sorts of people warning that this probably was not a good idea with this with this vaccine being as sped up as it has as it was as as quickly as it was and then now we have this what 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 in the world is going on with this you're the expert give me give me all your details here yeah so j and j you know everything has some risk to it and you know when the mRNA vaccines and the J, which are the Pfizer Moderna and J and J vaccine, uh, were authorized. They were authorized under emergency use authorization, which they yes. were in a pandemic. So, Health and Human Services declares a uh, a pandemic, and that allows this expedited process. And basically, it's a risk benefit analysis. Uh, so, unlike full approval, where you're looking at everything, combing through all the details at nauseum. Here, you're looking at risks and benefits, and generally speaking, uh, the vaccines were thought, based on the data and the trials at the time they were authorized, that the risks associated with the vaccines uh, were far outweighed by the benefits um, of you know, preventing people from getting serious side effects and serious symptoms related to COVID. And, you know, I'm still of the opinion that's still correct when you look at J&J, that thrombosis, you know, basically blood clots, a serious, serious, serious issue. It could kill people, but also very rare. You're talking uh, at least the numbers that I saw, eight in one million, so very rare. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, it's important to let people know. You're asking people to get this vaccine. You have to allow informed consent and put that information out there. The thing that I thought was a little strange with all this was there – there's been vaccines for as you know i remember when i had when i went to school you you had to you know in order for somebody to start kindergarten you had to have certain vaccines and that's that's fine i think that's that's 
that's the way things should be. But one of the things I thought was so strange about some of these vaccines is that people would ask, we're, we're not even told what was in it. They, they would just be like, stick out your arm, we're sticking this in you. <laughs> and that was the issue that I had with it was that people weren't told. And there's there's a lot of people that have had the vaccine, have had no issues. Like you were saying, if they have an issue, it's like eight in a million or whatever. My issue was, why didn't they just tell people some of the stuff that was in the vaccine and that potential risks instead of just going, stick out your arm or sticking this in you? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. And I think, you know, the general um, nuance of, providing information to people. I've been saying that for two years. I think the government did an incredibly poor job of exactly doing that. We needed to tell people, I mean, if you're going to, and when I say rush and speed through, I don't mean in a bad way, but the reality was, you know, vaccine development, you're typically talking, relatively speaking, 10 years to develop a vaccine. Here we did it in a little under one year. So when you're doing something that quick, of course, everyone's going to say, well, did you do this too quick? And so that's why I think you hit it right on the head. There needed to be from literally pre, pre-authorization, you know, this is what we're doing. We're not sidestepping anything. These are the steps we're taking. So uh, to answer your question, the, the vaccines, I think the, the reason they didn't tell that to people is, you know, I don't think people generally would understand. You know, you're talking about mRNA, and as soon as people heard mRNA vaccine, that's what we generally refer to Pfizer and Moderna, people are automatically thinking, you know, oh, is it changing my DNA? Is it, you know, going to affect my kids? Is it going to do all this stuff? So, you know, and I'm certainly not suggesting that people are stupid. I think people have a right to know that. But, you know, when you're talking about immunology, at least in my opinion, that's probably one of the most complex areas of medicine. And uh, We're still learning a lot in it. So, you know, I think there needed to be a lot more information, but to say, you know, this is what's in it uh, may have been a little bit of a challenge just because, you know, a lot of what we're talking, for example, the, the MRNA vaccines, you have a, a lipid nanoparticle delivery system and that's comprised of, you know, and I'll just throw out the jargon and, you know, we could talk cationic oh, yeah. lipids, pegylated lipids, uh, non-ionic lipids and cholesterol that makes up the fatty basically a little ball of fat and the mRNA, the active portion or the payload, as they call it, sits in the middle of that. So I think when you start talking about those type of terms, you know, people would probably just say, oh, my God, I'm not putting that thing in my arm. But meanwhile, you know, most, if not all drugs uh, and and vaccines have delivery systems that are formulated. They have chemicals in them. So uh, you know, I think you're absolutely right. There should have been a lot more information describing and informing people. But I pro- I think it would have been a little too much for people to absorb if we started saying this is exactly in it. But nonetheless, you know, you could go to FDA.gov or CDC.gov uh, or even on the companies that are making these on their websites uh, and find out if you're interested what was in it. Yes, yes. I uh... You, 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 you're a doctor, so you laid that out perfectly. Uh, we have got a great guest with us today. Uh, Dean Finelli is with us. Cooley.com is the official website. C-O-O-L-E-Y.com. And uh, talk to me a little bit about what your views on, on this. Is this 
Is this that big of a deal that the FDA has put strict limits on the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine? Be, being, being a medical professional, talk to me a little bit about this. Because you're a vaccine expert. I'm just some idiot in a Hawaiian shirt doing a, doing a radio show today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's um, when you when you look at the the vaccines, uh, I, I think it was the right decision. And you know, I think had we not had the mRNA vaccines, we're we're probably not having this discussion about J and J. It's probably just still the risks of getting COVID outweigh the risks of thrombosis. But because the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, were so effective. Uh, and and they, they're generally safe, although they had their own side effects. I think that's also taken into consideration when the FDA put this out and said, okay, we're going to limit J&J to only people who, for example, can't take the mRNA vaccines because maybe they're, they have some type of allergy or for some other reason they can't take them, or for some reason they wouldn't get vaccinated but for the J&J vaccine. So I think it was the right decision. I think... You know, at least in my opinion, uh, you know, the mRNA vaccines are far better than the J&J vaccine. Uh, you know, even being uh, even though the fact that J&J is a single shot, uh, probably and we heard Dr. Fauci allude to this, probably, you know, in retrospect would have been more effective. if It was a two shot uh, vaccine. But nonetheless, I think that would have also dissuaded people from getting it because, you know, some people I think, you know, about 20 million people got J&J. And the allure to that was probably, hey, I can get one shot and I'll be protected. But, uh, you know, so to answer your question, I do think it was the right decision. Uh, we have better vaccines. We have uh, vaccines that have showed less side effects, uh, greater efficacy, uh, given those things and the availability of, and, uh, of the mRNA vaccines. Given, given those facts, I think the FDA made the right choice, uh, you know, limiting J&J to only a particular group of people. We have got a great guest with us today. Dean Finelli is with us. He is a incredible doctor and a great vaccine expert. He's with us today here in a broadcast. He has a lot of experience. He is on TV and radio regularly uh, commenting on COVID-19 and the vaccines. He also has his own podcast, Politics and Life Sciences Radio. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast. He was recently on Cheddar, which is awesome. And uh, so, Doctor, um, where, where do you see... Now that they've they, they've done all this stuff with these vaccines and and all these things, as as a medical expert, what do you think potentially will be the next, I guess, big big thing that everybody freaks out about? Because <laughs> it's like COVID was not that big of a deal, but people, my God, people freaked out on both sides about this damn thing. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, this thing has gotten so politicized, and it's been so yes. politicized. And I think, you know, that's what really concerns me. You know, we're coming up, as everyone knows, on the midterm elections. We're already starting to get into that mindset. You know, politics is really driving all information here. And it just makes me a little nervous that, you know, a lot of people that may have, uh, you know, the the factual information out there may become a little muted because, you know, politics may start to, if it not already does, but it may start to outweigh the facts, whereas you may have people saying, you know, we heard the FDA and CDC say, hey, there could be this surge coming this fall, 
And, you know, I think it was a little premature to say that. I don't think we know yet whether that'll occur. I mean, we're obviously it's flu season, it's respiratory infection season, so it's likely we'll see an increase. But I'm just concerned that, you know, uh, remedial measures, you know, like wearing masks uh, in, in certain circumstances. I'm completely against across-the-board mask mandates. But, you know, if you're... If you have a situation where you have an outbreak, uh, you know, in a localized school or something like that, you know, for a short duration of time, maybe you tell people to mask up. I'm a little concerned that, you know, politicians may not want to say that because they may have they may be afraid they're going to face backlash. So that's one of the big concerns I have that, you know, this continued, you know, you would think something like a, a pandemic would unify the country. We saw the complete opposite pretty much. Uh, and I'm just concerned that, you know, we're not through this yet. We're, the U.S. is still, um, you know, we know these variants that have popped up uh, have come from developing countries. And, you know, it's been somewhat overblown. You know, we need that factual information, as you alluded to at the beginning. Uh, and I'm just concerned that, you know, it's even even more misinformation is going to be out there. And people are just going to, you know, when when we have remedial measures we could take, uh, are not even going to listen to that. Well, I'll tell you, you are fantastic as a as a uh, as a public speaker. Just uh, amazing. Uh, thanks for being with us today, Doctor. And uh, before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you online, social media, the websites, all these things? Yeah, they can look me up at Cooley. That's um, as you mentioned, an attorney at Cooley in Washington D.C. Uh, and have the the podcast, Politics and Life Science. So please join us. Fantastic. Well, you are amazing, Doctor. Thanks for doing this, brother, and I will talk to you soon. It's my There he goes, Dr. Dean. Dean, as Tom Likas would say. That is that for this edition of our big program. And uh, we will inevitably, as the late great brother Ken used to say, we will see you a while ago. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.